Hello and welcome to today's edition of Family Life Today, hosted by Dave and Ann Wilson. Family Life Today is presented by Power to Change, known in the US as Family Life. We hope the program will encourage you in your most important relationships. So we've been on quite a journey the last couple of days with Ron and Nan Deal. We love them so much and they've been sharing their story and it's been raw and intimate. It's beautiful and it's unknown. I mean, Ron is the director of our Family Life Blended Ministry. He's a hero and you would never know behind the scenes there was this this journey that they were on in their marriage and yesterday Nan at the end of our program was just at this crucial moment where she's broken Hmm. and God meets her in this moment and what he does is a miracle and we get to hear that part of the story today. So here's Nan. Ron comes home from that trip and the look he gave me was, I don't know who you are. And I thought it was over. So that next morning, I mean, as a school teachers, we don't know what we're supposed to do. We don't know how to Zoom yet. So I, they're just like, just stay at home. I don't have a job. I don't have anything. And Ron gets up and says, hey, I got to figure out work online. I got to figure this out with my team. And so I'm left sitting there. And I am just like, I don't know what to do here. I know I don't have him. I know I don't have myself. I've apologized to both of them. And they both say, there's nothing that you could do to make us not love you because I'm like I'm so sorry please forgive me but then that day I'm like hey I gotta do something so I'm like oh I'll go in my room and do yoga that'll help that'll make me feel (laughs) (laughs) and I go into our guest bedroom and I lay on my yoga mat and I get on my back I couldn't get up I was just like I can't do this anymore (laughs) I can't be angry anymore I can't hurt anymore I can't live like this anymore. I need your help, God. I need you. And if you'll have me, I want to do it your way. <sighs> and I cried for two hours. And I said, I know, I know I haven't gotten this right. I've never felt like I knew enough about you or trusted you with anything in my life. I always looked to other things or myself. But I, if you'd have me... <laughs> And so I got up that day, but I just felt so different. And really, literally, that night, I didn't have anything to drink. I didn't take any of those pills, and I had not one withdrawal. Mm. I knew that that was God's grace and mercy on my life. And I started thanking him. And I went to bed going, I'm done. And he just said, okay. And it was really literally as if he picked me up off that mat and he just took his hand and he just wiped all of that black, all of that, everything just wiped it all off. And he said, okay, let's go. And it was like God took a fire hose of his grace and mercy. It was like Bible 101. And I couldn't get enough of what he was trying to teach me, what he was trying to tell me. And I'm not kidding. Every single podcast, sermon, everything was like, I'm going to teach you about this clean heart. I'm going to teach you about my grace and my mercy and my love. And then it was about two months in, he said, it's time for you to tell Ron. You need to start confessing. And I told you everything. 
And I had also during that time researched what alcohol and certain drugs did to each other mm. and together. And I figured out why it had some memory lapses and there were some things that were so hard for Ron. I mean, some things that I'd get up and scream at him in the night and get so angry. And I didn't even know I'd done some of those things, mm -hmm. which is not an excuse. And God was just leading me by the hand into redemption. <laughs> Ron, so you probably see Nan having mm. this turn. Yeah. Like, tell us what's going on in your mind. Well, I did see it. And I think I did the same thing she did 14 years earlier mm. when I mm. was convicted. And when I came to the end of myself, I liked what I saw and I didn't trust it. I just, there were so many triggers in my heart. We, we were talking about this this morning. A few years before Nan's, we call it the miracle on the yoga mat. <laughs> before that moment happened, there was a little window of time where we were struggling and working on some things. And she started making some changes. And I came to her one day and said, yeah, I just want to let you know I've noticed you doing this and this. And I just want to thank you for that. And she said, yeah, I knew you'd uh, applaud that just as soon as you figured it out. And I realized she was faking. She was just putting on airs. And right then I made a decision. I'm not really trusting her. So fast forward now, miracle on the yoga mat happens, and I'm going, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. And so I was trying to be as godly as I could be, but I would not trust her. And God kept saying to me, stay with me, stay in this lane with me. And that's what she did. She just kept walking that road of confession. and It doesn't matter what he thinks. Yeah, just you and God. You and me. And I got a book by Linda Dillow about prayer. And I started praying those prayers and learning how to pray to God. I started memorizing scripture, letting the light back in. And let me just say, somewhere in the middle of all of this journey for her, what I've noticed that I finally began to lean into was instead of her running to me, like that's how our marriage started, and that I was her savior and whatever I wanted, that's what she would try to do to make me happy. She was not living for Ron anymore. She was living for God. That's and what I was going to say. That was a radical change that was very, very clear to me. And it, it just took a long enough road for me to go, this is real. This is not phony. There's something here. And I need to get on board. <laughs> and then I was convicted that I hadn't been trusting her enough. And I hadn't been supporting her and leaning into Bringing her my trust would be a statement of affirmation about her value and worth to me. And so then I had work to do, right? I mean, it wasn't just she's got to get her life together. No, it was. it's always a two-person uh, journey. It's That's what marriage is. That year of Mother's Day, we go up to visit my mom. <laughs> and... She says some things to her mother, and I was like, wow. Yeah, I said some things to my mom. I just said, Mom, I just want to thank you for being my mom. Thank you for taking me to the library, my love of books, my love of teaching. My mom was a teacher. And Ron looked at me, and he goes, now I know something's changed in you. <laughs> and, that, and that was real. That was from the mm -hmm. heart. That was Holy Spirit right mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. Then on our way home, we stopped at the cemetery and, you know, it had been 12 Mother's Days. Mm -hmm. 
And I remember go to, going to Connor's grave, and I said, son, it's not good that you're not here for me to hug on Mother's Day. But God is good. God is good all the time. You know, since Connor's death, I hadn't heard her say anything like, God, I can trust you. And I was like, okay, God's done something here. And I just got to figure out what it is. And I just got to try to join in the process. And, you know, we tell people COVID was really good for us to help us lean into him in ways that we just couldn't quite do together and then lean into one another in new and and radical ways. One thing I learned in my recovery is that I'm not the defender of my heart. Hmm. I've been trying to do that for so long. I learned that God is the defender of my heart. And there's a song called Defender, and I love this line. This is the line that just floored me in this song. It says, when I thought I'd lost me, you knew where I'd left me. You reintroduced me to your love. You picked up all my pieces and put them back together. You are the defender of my heart. And I can just see the Lord with that shield and that Hmm. sword going, okay, fears, shame, anything. He's defending that now, and I can rest in that. I can go to him with my losses. I mean, Ron could overwork. He can. Mm -hmm. All of that stuff could happen again. I could lose another child. But I know that God has never left me or forsaken me, and that he never will. And even more, he's been chasing you down, chasing me down. He's been pursuing us. If he could take a wretch like me, and I have so much more work to to Mm. do. We all do. Yeah. I cannot thank him enough Mm. for his grace and his mercy and his love. So sweet. Ephesians 2 1 through 10. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of the world, following the prince of the power of the air, spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath. Like the rest of mankind. But God. But God. Being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk 
in them. I was knit together in my mother's womb. Yeah, I am fearfully are. and wonderfully made. You are. Where's your marriage now? It's oh man, we so are good. we are enjoying each other. We like <laughs> each other. Does it feel like a different marriage or a new marriage or a real marriage? Absolutely. Yes, it does. Absolutely. It does. It, like we sort of laugh that we have the passion and the energy and the drive that we had when we first fell in love, <laughs> but now we actually have some maturity to go with it. And we are so grateful. It's gratitude. Like we wake it's up gratitude. grateful every day for that mercy. <laughs> we remember who we were and we know what we can become and you know, part of what we're teaching out of this these days is like what I know about me is I could be prideful and I've got to manage that. And Lord, help me, because when I do these things, this is who I become and this is what it does to my marriage. And Nan knows what I know about me is I can feel abandoned and I can run to something that's going to numb me. And I, instead, I got to stay in the game and can't do that. Like all of these hard, hard lessons are teaching us how to somewhat reflect the image of Christ. I, I, I hesitate to even say that. I feel so far away. But mm. at least I feel like we're closer. Mm. We're much, much more closer. Mm-hmm. What, do you, that, what do you say to the couple who's got secrets that you had? Or it could be totally different secrets, but they've got pain. They've got darkness. Nobody knows. Yeah. We didn't mm-hmm. know about yours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. But they're, I mean, they're listening right now and they're like, I am scared to death to say out loud to my spouse or to anybody yeah. mm-hmm. what I'm struggling with. Sure. Well, I would say a couple of things. Finding a safe person to tell yes. is the good first start. And honestly, it might not be your spouse. And it may not be a counselor. Right. right. It could be, but it, it could be a, somebody a who yeah. is a safe person. And here's the thing. I can totally relate to what I'm about to say. There are moments where you just feel so overwhelmed, you cannot see the path out of this mess. Take the next right step. Whatever that next thing is, you feel called to do. And how do I put on kindness in this moment? Like that feels so small compared sometimes to the size of the the mountain you have to climb, that you just think, what's the point? It's not even worth it. But that is the next right thing to do. I've been crying the whole time. I feel like the studio has become this holy, Hmm. just this holy sanctuary because of your story, because of your honesty, but mainly because the hero of the story is not Ron Deal. That's right. That's right. (laughs) This hero is Jesus who died for us. And he has redeemed us. It's a miracle. Mm. And so as I listen, I'm like, man, we all need a miracle on the mat. Yes. Yeah. Our God is pursuing us and wooing us and there every second of the day. Yeah. And he's longing for us to call upon his name. That's mm. all you did, Nan. Yeah. You just called like, yeah. I can't do it. And he's like, I'm right here. We know this journey's not over. Like, mm-hmm. please right. don't hear me say, hey, isn't this a great right. little tie a bow around it and it's done? No. Well, what year are you in? Mary? 36. So that's hopeful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so many couples at 20, 30, they're just stale. They're going through the motions and they think the best is behind us. Mm-hmm. We had some great years, oh, but we'll goodness. just ride to the end. And no. you're saying, no, the best could be. Absolutely. But it, it requires total surrender. I will say this too. Bring it into the light mm-hmm. because hmm. Satan wants no more than to keep you isolated and to keep it in the darkness 
And in Psalm 139, if you read further down, the darkness is as light to him. Mm. When I started confessing that and then letting a mentor speak into me, letting the light in and not hiding in the closet anymore, I literally was in my closet at night. Mm. And I have a cool story. So Ron would fall asleep. I would get mad because he had given to every, you know, we know the story, given to everybody and not to me, he'd fallen asleep. I'd do my thing and I'd be in the closet and I used to hide stuff in there because I didn't want anybody to know. I'd hide bottles. I'd hide this. I'd hide that. But in my recovery and in this redemption, I started going into my closet to pray and get on my knees. Prayer closet. Yeah. Wow. Redeem it. And I got on my knees one day and I got on my face before God because I needed him to restore my marriage. I knew how broken that bridge of trust was out. And I'm on my face before God. I got my hands up and I'm just praying to him. And out of the clothes comes an empty bottle in front of my face. Tink. That I had no idea was still in there. Wow. And he said, yeah, you know what? We're doing this in here now, Hmm. not that. (laughs) I am the God. Hmm. And you think I can't restore your marriage? I can. Hmm. Tell him first and start confessing. Find a friend. Find a community. The enemy would want no more than for you to be trapped and in that for the rest of your life. He wanted to seek and kill and destroy me. And God has come to give life. You're listening to Dave and Ann Wilson with Ron and Nan Deal on Family Life Today. Okay, now here's Dave and Ann with some reflections on this week's powerful conversation with Ron and Nan Deal. So that was a powerful three days. Uh, it was so emotional. I mean, you said this studio feels holy, and it really does. Mm-hmm. What do you feel? What do you think? I think the thing that really struck me was the importance in our marriage to have first the intimacy with Jesus, the honesty with Jesus, and then the intimacy and honesty with one another. Like they were inspiring doesn't it makes me want to have a better marriage with you doesn't it (laughs) yeah i felt the same thing and i and i think we live in such a culture that we think intimacy is physical Hmm. and i think we heard real intimacy me too intimacy is trust i mean when ron talked about trusting nan again That for me was a powerful moment because I think we can see our spouse making strides and not trust it. And he didn't. But then he did. Like we are a ministry about marriage and family. And yet I hope our listeners never forget that our ministry is first about Jesus and what he can do in our lives. That's what I'm just struck with. Like if I want a better marriage... I need to fall on my face before God because I need him every day. My happiness doesn't come from you. It comes from our Savior. He gives me life. And you you give me good life, too. But (laughs) Nothing like. Yeah, nothing like our Savior. And here's one other thought that hit me. 
Nan was so honest about feeling like God would not take her back. Mm. And he did. And he always does. I think we all feel that at times. Unworthy. We have blown it worse than anybody else. We're not worthy of grace. And it was just such a good reminder, no matter how dark it is, no matter how deep we've gone into the darkness, when we turn to Jesus, he is already running to us with his arms open to say, come home. We want to thank David Ann Wilson and their team for another edition of Family Life Today. Although our programs are produced in America, the issues facing families like forgiveness, communication and taking care of our kids transcend national borders. These issues profoundly affect relationships everywhere. In Australia, family life is known as Power to Change and our mission is to effectively develop godly families, the kind of families that change the world one home at a time. A key part of our mission includes strengthening marriages and families all around the world. We want to do whatever we can to bring timeless truths to the challenges you face as you seek to strengthen your family and join us in changing the world. Do you want to impact marriages in your community? Consider hosting a day together, a one-day marriage conference that focuses on developing oneness in marriage. We have trained speakers that will come to you to present humorous but biblically sound messages of hope. For more information or to get started today, email radio at powertochange.org.au or check out our website at families.powertochange.org.au under the Conferences tab. Have a great weekend and please join us on Monday at the same time for another edition of Family Life Today. Today.